The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on our gardening hole in the donut and late summer tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, all of the seasonal stalls have returned to the market. Little Shaggery Farm, a certified organic orchard, is back with new season's apples, plums and blueberries, as well as their award-winning cider vinegars and fruit juice. Sweet Acres is back with their amazing strands of plated garlic, yum, green beans and of course the the ever-popular sweet corn. Well, the first thing I'd love to say is that if you were in an area late last week that got flooded, my thoughts are with you. It's so hard when you see an established garden or or a garden that you're working on really struggling through a major rain event. Not to mention the road being closed between here and, and Marlborough and other areas being cut off. It really was a, a bit of a weather bomb. And this gets me to the our gardening hole in the donut and why I, that, that was my subject for this morning. <sighs> well, you will have heard me mention that we are the hole in the donut in our area in the past. This has never been more true than during the weather bomb last week. I just could not believe my eyes when I looked at the warning maps and at one stage I think it was, it was red on the west coast and then orange in Buller and then it, it there was just a little patch of orange over to the right of us, right around about the Richmond Ranges, on the map this is. And then a couple of, about a day later, it turned into more or less a V, where it was red and orange and then a big orange kind of bit coming down. And we were the V in the middle with nothing. <laughs> Honestly, it's because it, it clouded over on Wednesday and I just thought, oh, how wonderful, we're going to get some rain. It really looked as though it was going to pour. And it looked as though it was going to pour, and then it looked as though it was going to pour, and nothing happened. (laughs) I think we got a few spits on Wednesday night, and we got a little bit of rain on Thursday. I I think we had 10 mils, possibly, overnight on Wednesday, that's right. And then when I looked at the weather gauge again, late Friday, late Thursday, we'd had 9 mils. So we'd had 19 mils, while other areas were getting over 100 mils. And I have to say, I was just more than a little bit envious. Even though I knew it was causing flooding and things, it was just like, oh, please, can't we have at least 100 millimetres here? It's not fair. So I was actually shaking my fist at the sky by the end of Thursday, just going, come on, do it, you rotter. (laughs) I know you probably all think I'm totally loony, but that's fine. (laughs) Just a very frustrated gardener. And nursery owner, because I've had to water every morning for the last, I don't know how long, and I've been diligently doing it this year, so my plants are looking really good, and I am thankful for for the fact that I have been diligent, because in other summers, they have struggled a little bit, and I've even lost some of my nursery stock, so it is really important that I have kept them watered, even if it was irritating. So Friday, we decided, John's been working really hard on his farm shed, 
So he finally got the, he got the roof finished, I think, early last week. So we had our neighbours around for drinks down in the farm shed and to play a game of table tennis because I finally got somewhere to have my table tennis table. And it was just hilarious. They were due to get to our place at five and all day it had been threatening to rain but didn't really, just maybe rained a little bit. And it was still quite windy. Wouldn't you know it, at about 10 to 5, it started to rain. <laughs> I couldn't, but I just giggled like you would not believe. And it was quite steady rain too. It was absolutely beautiful. So we drove down to the farm shed, which is not very far away. <laughs> and it's down a, a, a clay sort of bank. So it, it, we have got a path going through, but it was safer to take the car down. And our neighbours drove around from their place and parked down by it as well. And we had a lovely time. The fact that we could hardly hear each other over the rain has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it really was just really cute. So when I got up on Saturday morning, before I went to work, I roared out to the garden to check the rain gauge in the kitchen garden. And we'd had 26 mils. Yeah. Well, it was better than 19. So it did make me happy. But I thought, oh, we're supposed to have more. Yay. Hmm. We got eight more mils. And then we got like a little spit on Sunday. So... Oh well, never mind. Having said th- having said that, at times it is good to be the hole in the donut. I know when the you know when there's a nasty southerly storm coming through or something, we always seem to miss that as well. But I went to plant something in the kitchen garden on must have been Sunday morning, and I couldn't believe it. I dug down probably about not less than half a centimetre, no, not even less than that, and it was arid. I just thought, what the heck. So I was planting some giant red mustard, which I adore. If you haven't tried that, you need to. It's beautiful. And I had to water really thoroughly before I planted it, which seemed odd when it had been raining for three or four days. Well, supposedly. So, yeah, take heart. If you had have a lot of, if you have had a lot of rain, think of me, who really hasn't <laughs> and would love to. Can you share it with me next time? <laughs> I have looked at the long-range weather forecast, which I try not to do these days. And it is looking as though we're going to get a bit more rain at the end of this week. And I'm just hoping that we do, because our ground just needs it so badly. On a brighter note about rain, whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, this is, sorry, a quick aside, whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, or any area of Tasman that had a lot of rain, I hope you are drying out a little bit. I will admit, when the sun came out on Monday, yesterday, I just thought, oh, What's that strange yellow thing? And it, was, it actually was rather lovely to see it. And it's not often you hear me saying that about the sun. And also rather nice to see some blue sky intermingle with some cloud. So, yeah, and I think it's, it's quite important that we still get a reasonable amount of sunshine over the next month or month or two because we need it to help ripen up our tomatoes and also keep our summer crops nice and healthy. So on a brighter note, this is what I was getting to, my veggie pod is amazing. I think I spoke in my last, I did, I spoke in my last show, I think, that, or maybe the one before, that um, I'd, got a, I'd got a veggie pod, even though I've got a huge kitchen garden. And I've been so enjoying watching everything grow. I don't know if I'd planted my beans by the time I did my show last time. So I've got two bright light silver beets and um, three frisbee lettuces, which is a really lovely sort of crunchy frilly lettuce. And then I've got a basil plant and three dwarf green beans and five spring onions. I know it sounds a bit weird, but there are only two of us. And let's face it, it's only a metre square. So I can't grow, I could grow a lot of one thing, I guess. And I might do that in winter. But yeah, it's just been so much fun. 
if you remember the TV program, The Good Life, I've, I'm turning into Barbara Good because I, I open up, I lift, lift the veggie pod lid because I tend to leave it up during the day unless the weather's really wild. And I, I just look at them all and I go, I've been going, hello, little bean, you're growing well. <laughs> I, I do actually remember a, um, an episode of The Good Life and I think they were sprouting beans from seed. And, and I think they were doing an experiment of some kind, if I remember rightly. I think they had a competition, that's right, between her and her husband. And hers were doing better than his because she was talking to them and he was swearing at his, I think. <laughs> anyway, I think that was the way around. It might have been the other way around. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, so I am really enjoying the veggie pod. Getting on to late summer tasks. If your ground is absolutely sodden, it's really important that you definitely don't weed it yet. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at 23 Halifax Street on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes Lamb. Today we're focusing on our gardening hole in the donut and late summer tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, Tree Ripe Orchard also has golden bell peaches at the moment. They sound delicious. These are similar to Golden Queen, only they have more juice. Absolutely yummy. As autumn approaches, the Nelson Farmers Market is bringing on fresh produce every week, so please pop on down and see what's new this week. So getting back to the fact if your ground is sodden, the reason you definitely don't want to weed when your ground is really wet is you'll tend to drag quite a bit of your precious soil with the weeds, so it's a better idea to just wait until the, the moisture's drained away a little bit before you try to weed it. If you've had plenty of rain and your ground tends to drain away quite quickly and it's just lovely and damp, then it is the perfect time to plant vegetables for winter harvest and it's also the perfect time to do some weeding. There are still some white butterflies around, so it's a great idea to still protect your brassicas from them. There aren't as many, because as I mentioned in my last show as well, I think the paper wasps are doing a fairly good job of controlling those caterpillars. But it is really important still, I think, to cover them with something like the open weave microclimber frost cloth. Or if you've got a, a cloche that you like to use, that, you can use that as well, as long as there's plenty of airflow going through. Sparrows may still be attacking silverbeet and lettuces, so it's also a good idea to cover them up. I have some vegetable plants on my plant stand at the bottom of our drive, and I have to hang CDs there. Because if I don't, I find that the sparrows just nibble away, mainly at the lettuce and the silverbeet. They don't tend to touch the brassicas and the herbs and other things, but they definitely love lettuce plants and silverbeet, even if they're only tiny. Sometimes I go down there and I've just, I've just got to take them away because they've been half-eaten. Little rat bags. You think they wouldn't because I feed them well on, on wheat and all sorts of other things, but no. <laughs> Watch for slugs and snails. They will be more abundant now, particularly as we're having some wet weather. Wet weather brings them out just with a vengeance. If you do use slug bait, do ensure that it can't be reached by your cats or dogs or if you have domestic ducks. Mind you, if you have domestic ducks like I do, you find you, you won't have as many slugs and snails around. And the other lovely thing I've noticed is the thrushes and the blackbirds really do, especially the thrush, they do a fantastic job of keeping snail population down. There's something gorgeous about watching them whacking the living daylights out of a snail on a piece of concrete while they're trying to break the shell. It's just really, really cool. And I got to watch one feeding a snail to its young the other, the other week, and that, that was a special moment. 
So birds will always do a good job of controlling pests and things around your garden. It's really interesting. I don't know about you, but I've hardly had any whitefly this year. And normally I get quite a lot of whitefly here because, and it has been really hot and dry. January and December and January in particular were hot and dry, or the the latter part of December. And normally when things start to dry out and get a bit stressed, whitefly just go in there. So I'm not sure whether it's the greenfinches and the wax eyes that are controlling them for me. The other thing I don't have a lot of this year too are passion vine hoppers. And yet I've heard other people say that they are inundated with them. So the only thing I can think of is that the wildlife, the bird life here, is keeping them under control. I heard a lovely story about a fantail in someone's garden. And they come down and at round about the same time every day to her passion to, to her passion fruit vine. Interestingly enough, yes, full of passion vine hoppers. But they don't all they don't only stay on passion fruit, unfortunately. They tend to attack grapes and all sorts of other things. But she said that a fantail comes round round about four o'clock every day and she, she watches it catching them. How cool is that? And I guess because fantails are so quick that they would be able to catch them, whereas when we try to do it, they just ping off all over the place. So I thought that was just a lovely moment. Don't hesitate to top up your mulch. Now that it has rained really well, um, it's a great idea to just check your mulch and see if it needs topping up. Or if you haven't had time to mulch, it's, it's a perfect time to do it now. They're predicting as a fairly lengthy dry spell, believe it or not. I know we've got rain coming again this coming week, but they are predicting another lengthy dry spell, sort of March, April. So it is a really good time to lock in the moisture. We want to make the most of this rain if we possibly can. I spread a trailer load of fish compost on my garden on Thursday morning. It wasn't raining, it was just murky. And so I just decided, right, I'm going to empty the trailer. So I was biffing it around like you would not believe. I had a, I had a, in a wheelbarrow and I shoved it into one area of my woodland garden, went round the other way, so I was sort of inside the canopy of the woodland garden, fighting back trees as I did, as, as I went through, and just used a shovel to just basically shovel heaps of it on, onto that area of the garden. I've already thrown sheep manure pellets on it and this will really help to conserve the moisture. I'd love to be able to, to use straw, but I tend to find in my garden, not so much in the woodland garden, I must admit, so I probably could use straw in there. But I tend to find that things are just planted too close together. And if I try to put straw around them, it just doesn't work because I'm more likely to kill the plants when the straw gets wet and is sitting against them. But I just can't sort of leave an area around them because they're all planted too close together. Well, I think they're planted perfectly together, but they are close. And the reason I do that is because I love a full garden, but also it does help to keep the weeds down which is another thing to keep in mind when you are planting, particularly if you're starting to establish a garden. Do think about where you space things, because if you have huge gaps, there's just a big gap where weeds can grow. You can mulch, definitely, but don't, don't be afraid to plant things slightly closer together than you think you ought to, because it really does work. And during the hot spells, I've also noticed that because they're close together, the soil below stays a bit more moist than it would if the soil was open to the air. Check your strawberry plants for runners now and cut them off. Lovely, healthy, robust runners can be potted up ready for replanting in winter. Harvest your brown onions and leave them to dry in the sun. Happy gardening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. 
If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.